Hi, this is Mike. This is Ross. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. So it's Thursday, the 15th of May. And uh, how are you guys? How, how's Russ this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'll get the uh, the podcast weather review out quickly. The sun is out today. So uh, making the most of our uh, one, if not two days of summer. That's it. So, by the weekend, it'll uh, be all over. First right? day it's down. By the weekend, as you say, uh, it'll be back to, um, you know, probably lashings of rain and cloud colour. But at the moment, it's, it's beach weather. Not that any of us got to the beach, I'm sure. No, I think it's the beach. And I, I think you're right. It, summer's almost over already. Uh, at the moment, I'm sure if I was to walk out, I'd see people in shorts with handkerchiefs tied into knots at all four corners <laughs> and lots of cream on their faces because they're going to get sunburned. I was in Scotland today. There was a real danger of seeing people burst into flames because there was some blue sky. And drinking iron brew. And drinking iron brew. Not that we're stereotyping again. <laughs> I didn't see any iron brew, uh, but I did see uh, a little bit of the sun, which was quite excited. Quite that's exciting. I was getting desperate on the way home, sitting in the car, looking at the sun going down and, um, you know, half time to put a bit of crowded house on and don't dream it's over. But, you know, I, I staved off went with a Mexican wave instead. Russ, you know it's lighthouse family weather. When that sun comes out, it's ocean drive all the way, mate. Or we ocean be drive lifted, all the way. Yeah. We'll lift you. Yeah. Yeah. Say yeah. goodbye to all that heartbreak. It's got to be lifted. <laughs> and once you've run out of um, lighthouse family tracks, which, to be honest, doesn't take very long, you then move on to end people because it's sunny weather. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mike, how are you this week? How's Mr. Dyer? Um, good, thank you. Um, yesterday, I booked a holiday to Malta because I'm going to see um, my friends and they're getting married. That's shortly after I've been to Brazil in four weeks. So everything's a bit hectic at the moment with work and trying to plan holidays and hopefully meet any coilers in Brazil that are listening to the podcast and have mm. a few beers whilst I'm over there. That'd be really cool. What's, yeah, taking, yeah. what's taking you to the Brazil? Then? Not, um, not an aeroplane, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, mainly for the World Cup but, um, and, well, meet as many coilers as possible whilst I'm down that neck of the woods in the world because it might be a very long time before I get back there. So if anyone's listening, uh, contact me and we can go and have a beer. Wow. Well, I hope you're going to regale us with some stories once you've come back from Brazil. How long are you over there for? Um, just over a week. So it's... I think uh, four days in Rio and five in Sao Paulo. So, Excellent. How many games are you getting in? Um, none at the moment. We're still looking for tickets, but we might have to get them from our old touty friends. Or if anyone knows of any tickets, well, we'll, we'll look forward to watching uh, Ghana versus America or whoever. <laughs> or you could just sort of stand around and watch kids play football and pretend. Yeah, and drink yeah. beer. Yeah. Well, you can say you, you see the kids and you think, those guys are the next World Cup winners. Yeah, oh, they'll rob me, yeah. yeah awesome. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, um, we're 65 episodes in. I thought what we would do is I would just kind of give you an introduction as to what this podcast is all about, really, because you've been doing it for some time now. And I recognise that not everybody's had a chance to go back and listen to the early episodes and maybe doesn't really know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> Less than we do. And that's saying a lot. Um, we review so, cake and the weather. Yes, indeed. We compare songs to biscuits and cake for the most part. But I thought, anyway, we, we start off with a quick introduction. So let, let me begin. I can't really talk about the Empty Spiral podcast without really talking about the Empty Spiral community itself, which has been the official Lacuna Coil worldwide fan community for nearly 10 years now. In June, it will be our 10th year. Uh, started up, I started up the website 11 years ago as a fan of Lacuna Coil, that hasn't changed. We're all fans of Lacuna Coil. So this is all about Lacuna Coil, the Italian band. And if you don't know that much, then you really listen to the wrong podcast. You need to go back to iTunes and put another search in because this is not what you, I don't know what you think you're listening to, but this is all about the band Lacuna Coil. And that's what we talk about. What that means is that we are reviewing songs. We're talking about uh, Lacuna Coil in the news. We have interviews with the members of the band, uh, many of them exclusive interviews. In fact, in fact, I go so far to say that all the interviews you listen to on the podcast are ones that either we've performed or um, friends in the caller community uh, across the, the interweb have performed on our behalf and submitted to us so that we can uh, well play them to you, our listeners. 
On top of having the members of Lacuna Coil on the podcast, we also really enjoy speaking to other members of the Lacuna Coil fan base, or Coilers as we call ourselves. And we aim to get people on as much as possible. The, the idea of this is, this is a community podcast, so it's about you as much as it's about Lacuna Coil. And we want you guys to get involved. So if you want to be on the podcast, you can join us. We'll interview you in the same way that we interview the band. You get to tell us about yourself. You get to tell us about how you got into Lacuna Coil. You get to share any cool stories you've got. If you've got any creations, so if you've created any websites or you've, I don't know, baked cakes or knitted jumpers, then that's your opportunity to tell us all about them. If you've got links to your own social networks, sites or pages related to Lacuna Core, then we'll put them in our show notes so that fellow fans can see all this stuff. So that's what we do on the podcast. We also have competitions, which are run through the Empty Spiral website, which we uh, will uh, typically tell you about via the podcast so that's one of the many ways of course we're telling you about competitions all of the competitions through empty spire are completely free to lacuna Core fans uh, i send out dig into my own pockets and send out the uh the prizes myself so you know they're coming from a fellow fan to you many of them are exclusive things that you're not going to find elsewhere for example this week i've sent out a load of exclusive broken hound crown broken hound broken crown halo posters to uh, competition winners uh, and i'm sending them out to south america north america europe and I, this time around i'm sending it to someone sending a poster to someone in australia so as i say it doesn't matter where you are you get a chance to enter the competitions uh what else can i tell you uh as i say the podcast itself is an extension of the empty spiral website if you haven't been there i do encourage you to do so there's uh, there's a a community of people in the forums we've got downloads we've got music we've got links to videos we've got loads and loads of news we've got a uh, history of the band discography where you'll find all the lyrics you know there's if you're a lacuna Core fan then i'd strongly encourage you to head over to the site and check it out really on top of all of that of course we have extended our presence into the phenomenon that is the internet social networking scene so we have a page on facebook which we encourage you to like we've got a tumblr page we've got an active twitter feed and we i make a point as much as possible of retweeting coilers that have something to say about the kunakor so that you can sort of spread the word spread the community uh, and you know, again if you want to contact us you can do so through that if you want to ask any questions if you want to be part of the podcast or just want to sound out about the kind of call just you know tell us what you think then that's the place to do it uh, we've more recently over the last six months or so uh, dived into the somewhat surreal world of tumblr uh, i still don't get tumblr does anybody get tumblr it's weird um but you know if you've got a tumblr page then encourage you to follow us and you'll see a lot of the news there and most recently i've started being a little bit more active on the google plus empty spiral page i think we might have something like 40 people on there so we're not exactly big on google plus uh but you know if you don't go anywhere but google plus then check us out on there in terms of the podcast itself so it's completely free to listen to it's weekly isn't it guys we do try to be weekly in the mm -hmm. most part it try, is indeed. yeah we try to get together and you can listen to us for free directly from the Empty Spiral website. You can even stream it directly from the podcast page. You can download it as an MP3 so you can store it wherever you want to, listen to it in the car or whatever. Uh, if you're one of these podcast listeners that likes to have a podcast come down automatically through a subscription service, you can do so and you can easily download us um, from iTunes as well as the Stitcher Radio Network. So there's really kind of no excuses there. If you want to listen to us, you certainly can. Uh, as I said, the podcast comes out weekly. Um, what we need from you, if you're interested, if you've enjoyed the podcast, if you come back every week to listen to us crazy Brits rattle on about Lacuna Coil, then we really only need a couple of things from you. Contact us, get in contact with us so we can get you on board. Uh, all you need to join us on the podcast is Skype. This is all done over Skype, so it's completely free to you, free to use. And then you can join us from pretty much wherever you are in the world. You know, we can usually arrange some kind of time that we can all get together with you. Uh, also, uh, don't forget to 
stick us a, a rating on the Stitcher Radio Network and on iTunes if you like us, rate us, because that rating does mean something. Uh, it means that we're more likely to be found in searches when people look for Lacuna Coil on those different networks. And that means that people get to listen to the podcast more often. They get to see us. They get to see what it's all about. And that means that we're spreading the love of Lacuna Coil further around the globe, which is kind of the reason that we do all this stuff. Uh, in terms of us then, so my name's Matt Rycroft, and I'm joined on the podcast by a couple of great friends and coilers of mine, or coilers of mine, coiler friends of mine. Uh, we've got Mike Dyer. Hello, Mike. Hello, Matt. And, and everyone we... else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've got Russell Taylor. Hello, Russell. Hello, Matt. Hello, Mike. Hello, so, Russ. <laughs> hello, everybody. We're all we've got, we've got virtual hugs all around. <laughs> Uh, we also have regular friends that join us on the podcast as well. So uh, sometimes we have Cynthia with us. Sometimes we have Gillian with us. We've had um, Alan with us on a couple of occasions. And we're quite happy for people to come back and join us. So that's really what the Empty Spar podcast is all about. If you've got any questions, get in contact with me. Get in contact with us via the web website. And we'll happily get you involved. So there you go. I think that pretty much covers what the Empty Spar podcast is. Welcome on board, everybody. I said we're 65 episodes in, still going strong. And just to recap, last week we completed our review of the album Karma Code. And we're this week we're going to be talking about some of the songs that came on the, uh, not on the album itself, but came out of the same recording session. So they were released as singles, or I should say B-sides to the Enjoy the Silence single at the time. And they're, they're hidden gems, if you've... Uh, if you're not familiar with the Lacuna Core singles, so these might be new to some people, uh, but we'll get onto that in a little while. Right, before we do though, we've got a couple other things we want to talk about. Uh, the first is, uh, as you hopefully would have seen this week, so Lacuna Core are back in the US to complete their, their US tour. There are a few more dates to complete before they head home. And um, once they've been home for a little while, I'm sure they'll be off to the festivals around Europe. Uh, Looks like they had an absolutely stellar reception in South America, Latin America. That was just fantastic. Some of the pictures we saw was just crazy. So props to all you Brazilian and Mexican fans. You are crazy mofos. That's all I'll say. And, you know, horns high to all of you because the kind of reception you gave, gave Lacuna Coil was just outstanding. And uh, I think, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel a bit, feel quite jealous really that i wasn't there to be part of it because it looked absolutely amazing the atmosphere and the responses that the band got were just incredible so that that was over the last couple of weeks so they're back in the us now a few more shows before they head home i talked a little earlier about the competitions that we host via the empty spell website and through the podcast so our most recent one was send us a picture of you with your copy of broken crown halo i got loads and loads of pictures uh, a lot of them via email some via Facebook, some on our forums, most of them my email, to be honest, hundreds of them. And there were so many cool pictures that I increased the number of posters to go out because I just, just even randomly picking, I just couldn't not send more posters out. So a load of posters have gone out to people across the world this week, and I hope you enjoy them. Put them up on your wall. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for, for submitting your, your pictures to Empty Spiral. We've got another competition though this is something we've not done before so i it's a bit of a teaser because i the competition should be going out the weekend that this goes live i've been talking to a, clo a clothing company that provided the clothes for photo shoots in the uk that lacuna Core did in in the promos leading up to the release of broken crown halo and what we've got is a competition which gives you guys and girls the opportunity to get some clothing from that clothing company. So you can imagine the type of clothing we're talking about here. So I'm not saying any more than that, but you'll see a competition very, very soon. On top of that, exclusively exclusively through the Empty Spiral website, uh, if you want to just buy clothes from that clothing company, we've got a discount code that we're going to offer you as well. So if you're looking for a new wardrobe or if you're preparing yourself for heading out to the, to the festivals and you want something cool and stylish, then I absolutely encourage you to uh, to check out the website over the next couple of days. You'll be seeing it, of course, via all of our social media feeds as well. Um, so this is something pretty exclusive to everybody in the Lacuna Core fan community. And I'm I'm really pleased to be able to do this. 
Her story's out of date Nothing that I haven't tried to say This week, we are talking about the extras, specifically the extra songs that have appeared on various Lacuna Coil albums over the years. We're not going to go into the details of every single song. Uh, What we will be doing is we're going to be reviewing Without a Reason and Virtual Environment later on in the podcast. We're actually just just going through and talking about the pros and cons of these extra songs and possibly why the record label have done this some of the backlash that we've seen over the years from fans i just really share our our own thoughts on it so um what i'll do is i'll just quickly run through my understanding and i'm sure you guys will correct me if i'm wrong here of the various songs that we've seen through the albums for free lacuna cause albums and the ones that can sort of sit at extras really so as far as i know the first album that actually in one of its releases, introduced a extra track was Unleashed Memories. And it wasn't the first cut of it. It was later on when they re-released it. They introduced a version which included Lost Lullaby. Am I right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Interestingly enough, Lost Lullaby is uh, arguably unique in all Lacuna Core songs because it's the only song that's appeared on two different albums. Because actually, before it was re-released on Unleashed Memories... It appeared as an extra track on the special edition of Comalize, which came in the box set. Am I right there? That is, isn't it? That was correct. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So that's do you know what? That's damn it. That's so it's should have been a quiz. Than the quiz. <laughs> that should have been a quiz quiz. That's because I did my homework and I know what I'm talking about this week. So Lost Ladder by appeared on Unleashed Memories and Comalize various versions released over the years. Okay. After those two, we had Karma Code. And Karma Code is also kind of unique in that the two singles that were released during the same recording session, which I said we're going to talk about in more detail later, was without a reason and virtual environment, only ever appear on the Karma Code DVD version, which comes in the DVD box set. It's not act, they're not actually on any of to my knowledge, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I've not seen any version, normal, regular CD or album version, vinyl version of Karma Code released with these songs on it. Is that correct? No, I think they only came out on the singles. I can't remember yeah. where it was our truth. No, it was it was, our, it was our, no, it was uh so virtual environment uh came out with the Enjoy the Silence, was it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. without a reason came out on the Our Truth single version, I believe. One of because it was about so there was three different versions of Our Truth, wasn't there? Yeah, there yeah. was two CD versions, and it was on one of the CDs. I think yes. it was CD two. Yes, uh, I think it was also wasn't it also on the back of the um, the picture disc? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so just to be clear, we got without a reason, which came out on one of the CD versions when Our Truth came out, and on the back side of the vinyl picture disc which you, you might you wouldn't recognize it because it's got a picture of christina on one side and andrea on the other side and you can still find that on ebay and it's worth picking up if you've got any interest in um picture discs or uh vinyls at all really because it's a it's a great little keepsake uh if you like me you'll just get to sign it and then it be kind of becomes a bit useless but there you go uh, but anyway so without a reason appeared on there virtual environment appeared on enjoy the silence i think it was version two i think of, of enjoy the silence i might be wrong here i think it was uh, but, it was the one with the turquoise cover of christina with the um geisha umbrella right okay front. yeah that's it that was it and i think that was the that was volume one of uh, enjoy the silence so you those two appeared on there okay so following this through to its conclusion then after the songs and karma code we then have shallow life and shallow life had a couple of different versions uh the first one that came out was there was a deluxe version that came out with the when the, the i say the normal but the you know the, i guess the non-deluxe version was released and that came out with oblivion on it as a final track and then there was a special edition that was released a, i'm i'm thinking about a year later guys is that right about 2010 i think it was yeah about i it. think so about that yeah nine yeah. months to a year which had about, yeah which instead of having a white cover with a grenade on it, it had a kind of a, a grey cover and mm. it had an extra disc on it and there was a couple of songs on there which it had The Last Goodbye and Leave Me Alone. 
So again, that they were released as extra songs, as, as well as a number of live tracks that they that they recorded. And then we have Dark Adrenaline, which the first version to come out didn't have it, but there was a deluxe edition which came out with the song Dark Adrenaline, although it's an instrumental rather than a you know, rather than a song. Uh, and Soul Inmate, yeah. So those mm-hmm. two songs came out of that. And then finally, we have Broken Crown Halo, which, to my knowledge, doesn't have any extra songs on it at all. And I've not seen any evidence that there's going to be a special edition with extra songs on it. The band haven't said anything about recording any more songs which have yet to be released. So the assumption here is that there will be no special editions of uh, Broken Crown Halo, which include extra songs. So that's a quick summary. I think I've captured everything, guys. I missed anything. No, I think that's pretty much everything, yeah. So what are our thoughts on extra songs on albums? Mike, what do you think of extra songs on albums? These special editions are getting released. On the special editions, I think that that kind of feeds the uh, the fuel to the fire of you being a fan. Um, if you're like a lot of us with that are kind of completists with everything that you buy, it's another marketing tool where they'll release something else with one or two tracks on. And if you've followed the band for a number of years, um, you're likely to buy that. And I think that that works for them obviously as a band and it and it's something else for you to collect um i don't know whether you would agree on that i think it's before uh, i guess before i answer that question i think it's, it's fair to say as far as i'm aware the band don't decide this i think it's the record label that yeah the record it. label mm-hmm. so i know that there's been some backlash over the years people don't consider it fair they as you say it's kind of feeding that acquisition disorder that fans have that we need to be completed and have every version so it's a way of making money out of the fans which upsets some fans because they can't afford to buy two or three different versions of the album mm. um so i just want to make that clear russ would it before i answer what do you think of the idea of the extra songs on different versions of the album me i mean i'm a big fan of the the b-side format in its traditional sense, I mean, it used to be a way for artists to sort of put songs out on the flip side of a single that were perhaps a bit experimental or didn't fit in with the context of the album, which I think we'll, we'll come on to in the individual reviews of the song. But, yes. um, you know, back, backlash aside, I think it's always a fan's decision whether or not they want to buy sort of a, a re-released special edition. I used to be sort of, I still am a fan of, you know, B-side compilations. It's slightly different when you re-release and repackage a existing album with, you know, some bonus content on there because you are getting, you know, the same album twice, but, you know, with that bonus on there. So it it, it has its pros and cons in that format, but, you know, it, it is the fan's decision. You know, it's not the label forcing it down your throat saying you have to buy it. It's, it's a personal choice. And, you know, if you want to pick up those additional songs, it's it's advanced revenue to the band. It's just going to help them continue to tour and continue to record albums. So, yeah, you know, I, the way I, you look at it, it's, it's a positive. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I, I think I'm going to take a different stance and play kind of counterpoint to your to your opinion there and say, Firstly, you know, I've got all the versions of all the albums as far as I, I can get hold of them. Um, I think that there are aspects of multiple releases that are unfair to some fans. And let me let me kind of explain in more detail. So if you release, at the day of release, three different versions of the album, I'm okay with that, actually. I've got no problem with that. And a different packaging. Some might have a DVD, some might not. Some might have a great art book, some might not. Some might be in a medicine case and some might not. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. And I think that feeds into the point that Mike said and you said, Russ, is that it's the fan's choice to buy the version that they want to get. Um, Where I, I have a bit of a problem, I guess, is where there is an album that is released and then there's another version released six months later or six weeks later or however long it's later which has got two songs three songs four songs or one song that's come out of nowhere and that to me is unfair on the fans because fans will go out and buy the album as soon as possible that's what everybody expects that's what we all do that purchase not, not everybody's got a lot of money so they're putting their money in their pocket and going i'm going to support the band i love and i'm going to buy this album and we live in a, a world at the moment where it's so easy to get hold of music for free 
legally or illegally, but to make the decision to put your hand in your pocket to buy something because you know you're supporting the band is, uh, in my opinion, it's the right decision to make, but it is a conscious decision to do. So to then have an album come out six months later with more songs on it, that is, in my opinion, I, I think that's that's being unfair on people because no one said, right, I'm going to wait six months and see if there's another version coming out. Although people we cynically have started to say that. Uh, but they don't want to make the decision to buy half an album or most of an album with the knowledge that there might be one coming up later on, you know, another version coming out. So I think if you're going to do that, you release it all at once so people can make the decision to, to get the extra songs. Does that make sense? That's that's my view on it. It does, and I think that's a very well uh, true reflection of how to put across the point. You're, you're pretty much bang on with your analysis there. Um, and the other thing about this is that we now live in a digital age as well. And this kind of counters my own point because I suppose he's now argued that you can buy the album day one, whatever album it is. And then when the, the new version comes out, the chances are it will be released digitally anyway. So you can just go and pick up the extra songs on MP3, can't you? Mm. So hmm. I, I, I agree with your point, of my, uh, Rush, you said earlier about there being pros and cons to this. And I think it does create a kind of a collectible edition uh, or it, it encourages people to enjoy that kind of big collection of lots of different formats of Lacuna Coil albums. And that's okay. Uh, I also know, and I think there's this, this is something that I heard quite some time ago, is that various territories around the world look for exclusive releases. And as part of the distribution rights to release albums in certain territories, there is an expectation that something special will be done. Most notably in my mind is Japan. Japan traditionally has had expectations. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's distribution companies over there, but there is an expectation if you release an album in Japan that you will release it with a special edition, with a special song or a special version or something which makes it exclusive. Uh, and I think it it was I know Shallow Life and I think Dark Adrenaline. Dark Adrenaline, yeah. Yeah, they both got re- Japanese versions, didn't they, with special components, special songs, or not necessarily special songs, but special versions just for that area. Uh, to my knowledge, Broken Ground Halo has not been released in Japan. It's been released kind of globally, so it's released in Europe and North American territories. But if you want to get it in Japan, I'm assuming you have to get it on import rather than you'll be able to buy it from a local distributor. I don't know. Um, so I, I mean, I say I'm, I'm in kind of two minds about this. I, I love having multiple versions of Lacuna Coil albums, but I, I think that the record labels need to be fairer on the fans. That's where I am. Possibly come more controversially. I like the fact that Broken Crown Halo doesn't have, it's got lots of, well, it's got lots, of, it's got a, a number of different versions of the album, but you don't have to be cherry picking, looking for the one that's got all the songs that you want to own. And I kind of like that. Tell me guys, do you have all the different versions of the, the different albums? I think I do. Um, I can't really remember. Um, I, I presume I, I must do. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things. I think. I think we're also lucky. Um, I don't know whether you'll both agree that this this has surfaced online um, a while back on the internet about like almost like Western world against other areas of the world, and that also coupled in with the downloading it um, legally or not um, kind of arguments that we're quite lucky. I think where we are in in Europe, especially that. We we can go out. We can get the album. We can we can buy it and everything. And there are certain fans around the world that will listen to this that don't have that opportunity, or it costs them an absolute fortune to um to even get one copy. Which goes back to your argument of um almost not greed, or maybe it is greed with the record label with the multiple versions that. It is grossly unfair to those fans that that aren't in a position to to buy more than one version, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and as you say, we've we've seen I've seen, well, sorry, we've seen some stuff coming out of the social networks that we're involved in. The fans, uh, especially in Latin America, that have really yeah, struggled to yeah. get hold of the albums. So I don't think you can 
you can win, really. Well, you can't. <laughs> you release multiple versions in different territories, and you upset the people that want to be completists and can get hold of them in different territories. Mm, yeah. As you say, we're lucky in the UK that we're, we're pretty good with imports and so forth. So it's relatively easy for us to get the, these things, whether they're US editions or Asian editions or wherever they might be. But if you don't live in a country like the UK that can get imports pretty easily, then you're going to struggle. Mm. And and I would imagine that it's very easy to feel like a second-rate fan if you're stuck in those territories that can't get out of those editions. And that's not good because, you know, fandom is universal. We are, yeah, all, yeah. we are all equally fans. But you end up in, certainly, I think you end up in the position where it's almost in certain people's eyes and us and them mentality that they're looking through the window at the rest of the fans around the world um, to a certain extent where... Um, that's where it falls down a lot of the time where the opportunities are greater in certain certain territories as you say mm. whether that's related to versions of the album or, or otherwise I guess. oh yeah yeah of course mm. well I'm not really sure what more to say on this subject other than I'm genuinely pleased genuinely pleased I should say that as I said before Broken Crown Halo doesn't have any extra versions on it as much as I would love to have extra songs mm. for me have songs on the album have all the songs on the album there's a big but on this and i think russ you are correct and this is actually contradicting my own point <laughs> because of the b-side thing there are songs uh, i think we're about to talk about a couple of songs which just don't fit on the album and the kuna call of many of the the artists that i listen to have very different styles of music throughout their discography and certain songs that they might create during the creation of certain records don't necessarily fit in with the style of those records. And they should be released. They 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 need to see the light of day. So putting them on B-sides actually doesn't feel like a bad thing. So there is no right answer because I've just contradicted myself. Yeah, well, we go full circle with the argument, don't we, really, that there is no right or wrong answer uh, right. with, with any of it. Um, the pros outweigh the cons and vice versa. Mm. I think it's finding a, a fine balance in terms of, you know, meeting the artistic credibility, the artist of, you know, putting out something that's different for the fan and then going on to sort of, you know, the point that Matt made in terms of, you know, you don't want the fans to feel like they're not being cheated, but being made to sort of, you know, instead of having that option of purchasing the album version of their choice on the day of release having to go back six months later and having to get it because of the way it's packaged and it's formatted i mean because the the industry has changed i mean big selling rock records now i mean you're lucky if a band sells you know forty thousand records a week if you go back you know five ten years ago it was like four hundred thousand records mm. you know it's a big big change so mm. i think it's finding the the delicate balance of you know if a fan is going to invest in a record now which unfortunately a lot of the younger generation, you know, they just haven't grown up with the the thought of, you know, you go out and buy a record, it's used to iTunes, it's used to downloading or streaming or or ripping. It's just what the, the, the current generation is used to. Totally but I think, agree, you know, yeah. if you find that balance, then there are still people, you know, like us and that listen to this podcast that will go out and invest in the record to support the band and have that physical format. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. Um, I think we could talk, for a very long time about the the way that the music industry and the way that the buying music and music distribution has changed over the years. And I think it's a subject we should definitely return to in a future podcast. Mm. But your point is absolutely valid about the YouTubes and the, the streaming for whatever media is it is having a an effect on the way that people perceive the value of music. And we touched on this before. And as you say, bands unless they've got a top tier bands that can sell millions and millions of records. Um, they don't make money. The bands are not making money out of the, the their, their albums. They're making money elsewhere. They have to. Lacuna Core have to make money elsewhere. Uh, and you, we've seen the numbers. You know, even now you say you can see. Oh, it's getting to Sanzo in the Billboard chart, and it's great. It's in the Billboard chart. But when you look at the actual numbers being sold, that wouldn't have got well, anywhere near that position in the Billboard chart ten years ago because the amount of physical records being sold is so much less. And it's it's almost physical records, by which I mean CDs as well as vinyls. Vinyls is a very, I think it's an interesting journey vinyl distribution's gone on, actually. I mean, again, it's something else we can talk about. But 
the distribution and the the value of a CD has changed dramatically. I've noticed it, and and I'm I'm sure bands are really really seeing a big pinch there. I think to bring this to a close, I if I had to choose one way of distributing songs that encourages people to buy more stuff and doesn't upset people, I think I would go with the approach they took on Karma Code, which is Karma Code as an album came out and it started with um, Fragile and it ended with Enjoy the Silence and that is Karma Code. But they released Enjoy the Silence as a single, Our Truth as a single, and they released versions of the single with B-sides on them, which were unreleased songs. I like that because everybody that owns Karma Code essentially owns the same version of Karma Code. So there's no elitism. There's no, you've got a different version than I've got. But if you want to go out and get the CD, then you can get the CD and it's got those B-sides on it. That to me works. It's it's like it used to be when I was growing up with seven inch vinyls. And I'm sure, I'm sure you appreciate that, Russ. And it feels like the most fair way of doing it. That's my what do you think guys think on that? Yeah, I agree. And it's 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 part of the well, certainly for me, like Russ touched upon it earlier, like when, when a record comes out, I, I personally like with Broken Crown Halo and with all the other previous releases, date, day of release, I'll go out buy every version. It's the same with the singles, Enjoy the Silence and Our Truth came out, bought all the versions that came out, and it is nice. Uh, it is a nice change to get these B-sides, and as we'll go on to them shortly when we review them, they, they are hidden gems, these things, like with other artists that you listen to, as you'll both agree that they are something that are unique and they're not to be sniffed at or avoided. Um, they're, they're well worth looking into. Totally, I think that's again a very valid point in terms of it's the best way to to distribute it, to market it, and you know it puts an additional release out for the band, and it adds it's almost like an investment or something for a fan to go out and find and and treasure, you know, getting it on that single format as the flip side, you know, you've got a different version, it's not a clone of something you might already have, it's got different artwork in there, and it's just it just adds to your collection, and you feel as a fan that you're getting something of, you know, artistic value. Okay, well, I, I think that that's a pretty good way to end our discussion. this week we've got two reviews for you uh, we decided to i don't know why i don't even know why i decided it i think it, it was just the right thing to do given the discussion we were having and and other reasons that have completely lost me now that we would review both of the b-sides that were released from as we said before uh the b-side to our truth which was without a reason and the b-side to enjoy the silence which was virtual environments two songs that recorded at the same time as, as the other songs on karma code not released on the album released as b-sides hidden gems i would argue um and let's get started shall we we'll start with without a reason i think who's gonna do it who's, who's starting this one who is it it's not me is it no i don't think it's me i think it's your turn but it's up to yeah. you uh, all right i think i've just been outvoted so what do i think of this song then uh right I think that I don't even know where to start with this song. This song reminds me of Unleashed Memories, if I'm honest. I think it's a absolutely gorgeous dark ballad. Uh, it's just such a great soundscape. It's it's got Christina, it's got Andrea. I like the lyrics a hell of a lot. I I like the way the bass builds in the song. I, I like the the story behind the song sort of the, the feeling in my mind about sort of unrequented love I, i'm a big fan of the reprise uh i'm not going to go on for ages about this song because i appreciate it not everybody would have heard it uh, if you haven't heard it uh, i think it's <laughs> you have to hear it basically it's a great song it's, it's a crime to me that it's not more well known i think it's because it was released as a single again contradiction the points we've made in our previous discussion not everybody's got it. it wasn't available in all territories 
you i suspect now the only place to really get it would be to go to digital download from somewhere like um, itunes and get it and if you haven't done that i'm sure it's not going to be much more than a dollar or wherever it is local currency uh to buy it and it is well worth having because it's an absolutely delicious song one of my favorites actually from that kind of era of music but it doesn't fit on karma code there's nothing about this song that feels right i've listened to this song with karma code and it does i've tried to fit it into the album and it just doesn't fit Karma Code is in a different place. It's got more energy. It's it's a live album. This is not a live song. This is a soundscape. This is very much in the place of Unleashed Memories, which arguably very few of those songs have the the kind of the the energy and the tempo that Lacuna Call like to like to do like like to deliver when they're playing songs live. So I can see why this was a B song. It makes perfect sense. They got through all the songs. They got to this one recorded it thought well i thought like me they thought this is a great song but then i thought where are we going to put this on karma code and i don't know i haven't spoken to spoken to andrea or christina or any of the others explicitly about this but i get a sense i could easily imagine them come away going mm, i don't think this really fits it's got a different kind of sound to it but i i think it's a great great song really do and i've heard some people that cynically um backlashed against the karma code album which we talked about in a little bit more detail in our last podcast they've argued to me that uh some of the best songs if not their best songs in karma code are the ones that aren't on karma code because they love without a reason and and virtual environments so i'm a big fan of this song big big fan uh so much to like love the chorus love the lyrics love everything about it um mike what do you think of it um, pretty much, you've summed up a lot um, of what I was going to say. I've written a few notes down, um, and well, probably brief and to the point. Um, the start I really like, which is uh, quite a different sound from, as we've said, the the rest of the album. And if I was to sum it up in a few words, I would say slow, emotive, melodic, and the interaction between Christina and Andrea in this is very very good how the how it all blends in i would say definitely it's an unleashed memories um esque song but i could also see it possibly as a comalize ish song but leaning heavily towards unleashed memories and it is one of these songs if you haven't heard it anyone that's listening to this please do because it's it's very underrated um and it is a nice gem as as like an almost bolt onto the album. It is separate from the album and it's unique in its own existence in itself. Hmm. What about you, Russ? I agree with everything you've both said and funnily enough in my notes. Um, again, you've both mentioned that this sounds like a Unleashed memory sort of um, era track. I view this as almost like a, a distant cousin to When a Dead Man Walks. Yeah. In terms of the style of the Good song, the pacing yeah. of the song. Um you know, it's a very emotive song. Um, I'd almost describe it as sort of pedestrian-like and linear, but I don't mean that in, that in a bad way. It's just the way the song is constructed to create that soundscape. Obviously, as Mike mentioned, it begins with that chiming guitar that goes into the synth, very similar to the style of Unleashed Memories, and you go into that haunting Christina vocal. And as I said, it just builds and builds and builds, and it's just a great, great song. Very, very minor. If I had one sort of very minute criticism is, and I know I've mentioned this before on a couple of songs on the on the Karma Code era, in terms of the mix, Andrea could do with being a little bit higher in the vocals. But other than that, it's just a great, great song. Mm. Uh, lyrically, I think it com- conjures up all the elements that you mentioned. There's a sense of loss, a sense of isolation. And lyrically, it's almost like a, a journey. Um, and again, it just goes back to that style of classic Lacuna Coil. That that was the thing I was going to say, and I didn't say, and you you took the words out of my mouth. Actually, classic Lacuna Coil. This is the stuff that they built their career on. You know, the the unleashed memories, the the inner reverie when they they were in that place before they introduced that kind of higher tempo, that rock metal sound. They were bringing out songs like this, and it, it, actually, when I first listened to this song, it was a bit of nostalgia. For the reason you mentioned that Dead Man Walk reference you made, it was absolutely yeah. perfect. It was like, whoa, this is some of these memories kind of feel, uh, and I, and I love that. In terms of scores, then, what are we going to give this? Uh, 
I am going to give this song a mighty nine out of ten. I think it's great, and it's it's a perfect classic Lacuna Core song from an older era that makes me feel very nostalgic when I listen to it. What about you, Mike? What are you going to give it? Uh, 9.5. I think this is very, very good and sums up from me. Okay, and finally, Russ, what do you think? 8.5 for me. Okay, well, good, good score for Without a Reason. Okay, well, we're not over yet because we now have a review of the other hidden gem that came out at the same time as uh, as Karma Code did, or about that time she came out on the. I'm gonna say again on the Enjoy the Silence. I'll get me confused on the Enjoy the Silence um, CDs, and that is Virtual Environment. I did my review first, so Mike, I think you need to go first on this one. Virtual yes. Environment. What do you think of it? Bang. Um, I distinctly remember hearing this live in October 2006 on the tour in Sheffield in the United Kingdom, and I was blown away by it live, and the same can be said on the CD. I think that from the opening um, bits with the like bagpipe-esque type sound going into it, um, it just flows from start to finish, and um, Christina's haunting type um, way that she's singing throughout the song um, is just a winner for me. I can't fault this at all. It's almost, I don't know how, uh, is it like a relationship that's um, being dreamt about or something else like that, um, but I think everything about it is just um, perfect. I, I really enjoy it. Okay, pretty powerful stuff there from you, Mike. Russ, yeah. what do you think of this song? Yeah, similar to Mike. I mean, the first memory this conjures up whenever I hear it is that Karma Code tour. Um, for me, I heard it in London, uh, 06, and it was just an, an epic, epic moment. Obviously, it's it's a real big anthemic song. Um, it's different. Artistically, it's great. It's got that bagpipe combination with synth as the intro, which is really, really sort of, conjures up something different it then goes into that drum beat and the twin guitars and i'm a massive fan of the guitar work on this song because you've got the two guitars of mouse and pizza going at it you've got one which is sort of just playing the distorted chords and you've got that weaving sweeping melody going over it and it just as a song it just works perfectly um, as mike mentioned again you've got a classic haunting vocal from christina and then andrea sort of kicks in over the chorus with that chugging second guitar and going back to what we said um, about Without a Reason, it's that classic Lacuna Coil sound again, but it adds something different with that that combination of the bagpipes and the synth. And, you know, I would love, love to hear this play live again. It's just such a great track. Yeah, it is. It is a great track. Now, OK, a little bit of a story from me. I use it in Comfortably Children. I was told before Karma Co came out by a certain bassist, I believe, that there were bagpipes on that album. We've got songs with bagpipes, he said, quite proudly, in fact. And I was like, what the fuck? Bagpipes? Okay. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. I honestly thought he was winding me up. And when Karma Code came out, I was like, oh, he was winding me up. But he seemed really sincere. So I was, there was a part of me that went, oh, well, oh, there you go. Classic wind-up, no bagpipes. Or cowbells or anything like that. But at the same time, there was a part of me that was disappointed that there were no bagpipes. Because if any band that I love was going to get away with it, it was going to be Lacuna Coil. And then I got this CD single and listened to Virtual Environment. And of course, what happens? Boom, bagpipes. The whole thing just starts with a load of bagpipes. And I was like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Because, well, you clearly weren't kidding me. Because this is the song, Bagpipes. You know, obviously you kind of tie those two things together. I love this song. 
I think this is one of the greatest songs they've ever released. I think it is fresh. It is dark. It's dreamy. It takes me back further than Unleashed Memories. It takes me back to Inner Reverie or even the original EP. This has got that feel about it. It was like if they were going to take the style of music that they were playing when they first formed Lacuna Coil and turn it into a song for 2006, this is what they came up with. This is what it would have been. Uh, There is just, I don't know, this is my dream kind of feel about it that kind of feel and it it is it's just it's just a classic number i love it I, for all the reasons you guys have said the opening the guitars the build up it doesn't fit with the style of calm code at all i get that which is a bit of a shame really because it's such a beautiful song from the opening simple guitars and then the bass and the lyrics are beautiful and poetic and oblique something that we've on Karma Code in particular, I think they moved away from those oblique kind of poetic lyrics into more in-your-face type stuff. And this was a reminder for me that they could go back and do that. And this is, what is it a song about? Is it about love? Is it about death? Is it, as Mike, you kind of alluded to, it, what is it about? Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I've read this, the, the lyrics on this song over and over again. And it's got, it's like floating in your room to see what is inside consequentially doomed. Like, consequentially doomed? Who gets away with a line? Consequentially doomed. <laughs> And, and does it so brilliantly. I mean, consequentially doomed, seriously? But it, in virtual environment, it just works. Uh, I, it's brilliant. I, absolutely brilliant, brilliant number. And there were a few people, a few of my friends, my coil of friends in the US, that didn't know that this song was there. And I kind of said, have you listened to virtual environment? And they're like, no, no. They were kind of like a bit turned off by what they perceived to be the Americanization of the sound. It's in the virtual environment, and I remember getting loads of messages back from various via email and instant message at the time, kind of going, Oh my god, and I was like, Yep, that's virtual environment for you. <laughs> if I had one criticism, it would be the same criticism that Russ said about without a reason. There is there's not enough Andrea in this, in fact, there's hardly any. It's very, I think, in the lead up to the chorus, the lead in, there is a little bit of them in the background. I think that this would. This would be a, a stellar song if it just had a little bit more or a little bit of Andrea in it. And there's places for him in it. Um, as much as I love Christina's voice, she does it perfectly on this. For me, for this to have been a perfect Lacuna Core song, you know, I'm, and I'm talking, when I say perfect Lacuna Core song, I'm talking for me, for Matt, up there with a current obsession type perfect place, okay? It needed a little bit more flowing back and forth between those kind of classic Beauty and the Beast lyrics between Christina and Andrea. That's what it needed for me. But, that's a very, very small, very small uh, criticism. Mike, numbers, what are you going to give? Well, for all, for all the criticism that you've just like, kind of pointed to, I would still, f- from, the, from the fond memories I had when we, when we first heard it on that tour, even to this day, I think that it is a timeless classic that is kind of forgotten about put into a drawer and kept on its own and but for that reason um I, I would still I would give it a 10 because I just think that it is such a special song and it I don't know whether it will ever get back on the set list again but it it would be most welcome if it did it'll be most welcome by you mate and I yes. suspect by well by all of us yes um, but, <laughs> but nobody I, else <laughs> as I remember at the time because they were playing it weren't they supporting who were they supporting at the time they, were they, were they, were they, it was um, po- Poison Black were supporting them, weren't oh, that's they? Right. Yeah, that's right, uh, yeah. yeah. It was Bullet for My Valentine it was, Tour. Yeah, it, it was definitely on the Bullet for My Valentine Tour, because I remember they played this song, and it was, they, they play it just before they went off at the end of their main set. And because that final lead-out was when they'd leave the stage. Do you remember? Uh-huh. And well, I, 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 That's what I remember. And Sorry, sorry Mike, you were saying. I just remember this in Sheffield in 06 when they came in October and nobody had heard it before from from memory because I saw two 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 shows on that short tour that they did and from memory when when they did play it it was I I actually did film it I think where Christina got everybody to get the phones out um, mm-hmm. and hold them up in the air like lighters and it was kind of one of those special moments that. I don't, to my memory, I don't know if they'd performed earlier on the tour and it, it was special then, so. Fair enough. I definitely remember it being on the bullet for my Valentine tour. I don't remember whether or not. I, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't yeah. remember if I'd 
heard it before then or often yeah. live. I know that this was a song that I was very familiar with before I'd heard it live. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a, what the hell is this song? Yeah, Having yeah. said that, I do know, which is the point I was going to make, that I was in the minority mm. and it was kind of almost complete kind of confusion <laughs> amongst the, the vast majority of people that were at the show because they'd never heard this song before because they hadn't picked up the CD, the yeah. CD single. They were expecting all the songs of Karma Code and then boom, this one comes on with the bagpipes, with the reprise, with the, the, the lead out. And I was like, what the hell what? was that? Yeah. And I remember speaking to Christina at one of the shows afterwards and she was like, well, we didn't get that great a crowd reception from it. And it's like, well, they didn't know what it was. That doesn't mean it wasn't a fantastic live performance. Yeah, but I, I I love this song. Um, this is for me. It's a nine and a half out of ten, and the only reason it's a nine and a half out of ten and not a ten out of ten is for the reasons I said before. I would mm-hmm. have liked to have had a little bit more backwards and forwards between Andrea and Christina to make it that classic Lacuna Core sound for me, because it had every it has everything else, and it's been done in a in a completely unique way for that band. And I I'm in total love with this this song. I think it's great. And everybody needs to hear it. Russ, what do you think? Yeah, I'm up in the higher regions with you two. This is a, a 9 out of 10 song for me. And the thing that makes me feel old is thinking, you know, we're only two years away from a potential 10th anniversary of Karma Code. Mm. And, you know, there I sat, I would love to hear a remix of these two songs. Mm. Yeah. Totally. So I think that kind of brings us to a close on our two reviews today. It's the first time we've done two reviews in one sitting as it were so i don't know about you but i'm now drained and my throat's so dry i clearly need a beer uh, <laughs> but it's it's been a blast doing it these are two unsung heroes of the karma code era they are gems that every lacuna car fan should have in their collection whether digitally or otherwise and if you've not listened to without a reason or virtual environment recently do your ears a favor and go and play it really really loud okay because they are absolute gorgeous lacuna core songs that will remind you of that that classic first couple of albums real bygone era stuff and if you're anything like me you'll get a real swelling of nostalgia when you listen to them so there you go without a reason in virtual environment great great songs and an absolute pleasure to listen to I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral Podcast. It's been a bit of a blast. We've talked about quite a few things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, a couple of reviews. And what are we doing next week? Aren't we reviewing the box set next week? The we DVD. Visual Karma. Yeah, yeah Visual Karma. Body Soul. Yeah, yeah, I think we are. I think you yeah. are. Yeah. I might have to re- um, review my own uh, interview. That'd be a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do? Well, oh, it was a bit rubbish. I remember that. It did very well, actually. It was the back of the Golden Gods Award. Um, but yeah, that's what we're doing next week. I hope you'll join us. Uh, as mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, there's lots of ways you can connect with us at the Empty Spiral Podcast. Probably the easiest way is via our website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. You click on the podcast link. It's in the banner. It's also in the menu at the top. Take you to the podcast page. You can connect with us there. You can listen to the songs there as well as click on all of the various links that you'll see, which will take you to other ways of getting it via Stitcher Network and um, iTunes if you don't want to download it directly. You can also, of course, join the community there if you want to talk about anything Lacuna Core related or even stuff not quite so Lacuna Core related. We've got, I think, close to about half a million threads now and all kinds of subjects. Uh, if you don't do the forum thing, and I appreciate not many people do these days, uh, you can still connect with us on Facebook, post on our world, uh, ask us questions, check us out. And that's facebook.com forward slash empty spiral.net. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're active on Twitter and that's at empty spiral net and Tumblr is empty spiral And again, you can even click on the ask us a question or you can put stuff on our wall and all that kind of Tumblr type stuff. So you've really got no excuses if you want to get in contact with us. Oh, and by the way, if you're still feeling even more old school in this uh, digital age, um, I'm not saying you can use carrier pigeons, but the next thing, I guess, is email. And you can email us, which is a podcast at empty spiral.net. 
um, ask us a question or if you want to be on the podcast that's the way to do it hope to catch up with you all soon i hope you have a great week and i hope most importantly that you check out without a reason and virtual environments take care everybody cheers turn the lights down low and the music up loud absolutely (laughs) cheers guys (laughs) cheers guys